0: We get this thing started. Thank you for tuning in to Muse by Mariah, the podcast where we dive deep into discussing mind, body, and soul. buddy. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Muse by Mariah, the podcast. Today, we are going to be getting into the topic of, drumroll please, the law of detachment. So I talk about, I actually mentioned this in my last podcast episode with Paulina when we were discussing how we can grieve certain situations or people in a more positive light to kind of help us grow and remain strong. So I brought it up and I was like, oh, maybe I should have a podcast episode that just talks about the law of detachment. So if you are familiar with the term, detachment is a process of letting go and allowing you to release difficult situations, both physically and mentally from certain people uh, certain places, maybe even, even within yourself, having those strict boundaries within yourself to make sure that you are not allowing people to walk all over you or to kind of overwork yourself too. So detachment is connected to the reinforcement of boundaries within ourselves. So when we are not aligned and if we don't have strict boundaries within ourselves, like I just said, people can take advantage and our jobs can take advantage and we kind of get into this fight or flight mode where we're kind of feeling burnt out but we know that we need to do these things because of the people who are asking to do these things so having strict boundaries within yourself is key to mastering detachment and once you are able to master detachment within yourself practicing that with other people or other situations Not that it makes it easier, but you're more familiar with the situation too. When you think about the term detachment, what is the first thing that comes to mind? I know for me, the first thing that comes to my mind is relationships. And it can be either platonic, romantic, or work relationships. I kind of think of more romantic relationships because I know I'm the type who gets attached very quickly, very easily once I... I just internally know if that person's like my person or if I want to pursue it within like a five minute conversation. That is all I need to know. I can even get the vibe over text. I don't even need to meet the person to know that I am fucking with them, to put it lightly. We become so attached to our relationships because they contribute to a form of our identity. So whether it's a day, a week, or years down the line, this person has some type of impact on your life. And it's hard to think the longer you have this person in your life, it's hard to think of what your life would look like without them in it, which is like such a key to relationships itself and dealing with breakups and dealing with, you know, sometimes things don't work out. So learning how to be detached in your relationship while it is still happening is okay. And when I say detached, I'm not talking about detaching from love. It's a totally different element. When you detach from love, you're basically mentally checked out. You don't have feelings for this person. Nothing about them attracts you or excites you. But detaching from love, meaning you're allowing them to be who they are and you're allowing yourself to continue to be who you are without the need for their Influence on you. And some examples of that, which are so prevalent in society, and they kind of piss me off, to be honest, is like once you get married, you change the last name to the man's name. Why? Why who created that system? Because I just want to know. I don't believe in taking a man's last name. Yes, it shows unity, but why can't it be reversed? Why can't we break that stigma that has been set in stone for so so long. So that's just one example. And another example is your LinkedIn profile. Your LinkedIn profile most likely has every single job that you have had to date in description, along with the business that you worked for. That is a form of your identity. So learning how to break detachment from this form of identity is key to kind of mastering and maintaining your peace within life. And the law of detachment says that we must detach ourselves from the result or the outcome in order to allow what we desire to materialize in the physical universe. And this is so important because in order to manifest our desires, we must release attachment to the outcome itself. So when you sit and you meditate and you manifest and you're thinking about, I want this job and you list it out X, Y, and Z, you have to be okay with accepting that it's not going to happen tomorrow and to not get overwhelmed if it doesn't happen in the next month or even the next year. Detaching yourself from the desired reality is basically helping you to actually manifest it and make it come true. So when I was doing a little bit of research, when I was planning out this episode, I came across, there's actually a book called The Law of Detachment and it's written by Deepak Chopra. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And they had so much great insight. So one thing that they said was that the law of detachment is one of the most difficult principles of spiritual growth, because it's hard to practice detachment when you're not put into a situation where you can actively practice it and put it into play. You kind of have to wait until a certain situation arises. And if you're practicing detachment, most of the times that situation is not necessarily a good one in order to really test your skills and to test your growth, to see how far you've come. You can put it into practice with yourself too, but most of the time you're going to need someone else to kind of test those waters a little bit to really see. And with journaling, like I do a lot of journaling and reading and meditating, a good example I have, I was actually reading this book called Boundaries by two doctors, can't think of their name right now, But it was a great book. The concepts in the book were amazing. However, they were both very Christian. And I have nothing against religion. But some of the concepts that they were saying in the book, they tied right back into their religious beliefs. And I didn't necessarily agree with those religious beliefs. So I was able to take what they were saying at face value instead of kind of absorbing it to a whole as to what the message that they were getting across was. Um, And I was able to accept that I can still finish this book because the concepts in it are amazing and they're definitely beneficial to know in everyday life without allowing their beliefs and their biases kind of overwhelm me and kind of influence me when I didn't want them to. So now we're going to get into some of the principles of the law of detachment. And the first one is to not force situations, to not force people to be in your life. If you have to force something 99% of the time, it's not meant to be in your life. And I say 99% because sometimes, you know, you can beg a little bit and plead and maybe it will go your way. But I, I actually saw this TikTok and it came up a few times, different content creators were using the same quote, but basically that the universe will physically And mentally not allow someone to be in your life and they will keep showing you the strain of this relationship for as long as you need to, in order for it to get cut out of your life. And I it hit a T because I, I'm actually really bad at detachment and it's something that I'm working on. I can't accept the end. It is very hard for me to accept something ending when I feel like everything can be worked out. And the concept of sometimes things just don't work doesn't really sit well with me, but you know, months go by and I'm like, oh, I should have just let it end the way it ended. Like I put myself through so much more because I couldn't detach from the situation. And because I was just so attached to the person and sometimes it's even a job or a certain situation and it just eats you alive for days and sometimes weeks and sometimes months. And you have to, you can't force those situations. They are not meant to be in your life. And whether you believe in God or the universe, but whoever will not let that person be there for much longer if they are not meant to be there. The second one is you have to cease to maintain control And I'm just going to pause for dramatic effect because for some of you who may know me personally, you're probably laughing that I'm even saying this because all I know is how to be in control. I am an Aries sun. I am a Virgo moon, Virgo rising. I am a type A personality. My name is Mariah. Like the thought of not having control in a situation is not something that is in the cards for me, you know? So I am working on accepting people for who they are, what they are, and the things that they do, while also learning to not have control in my life at all times either. And let me tell you, it is the hardest thing ever. I am actually reading a book right now called Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it kind of talks about manifesting and your chakras, all of these spiritual beliefs, but backed by science. So one of the things he talks about literally every couple of pages is being present. And I've actually read a few books there on my book haul 101 that talks about being in the now, maintaining presence without living in the future and without living in the past. And it's something that's really difficult because you make decisions And you kind of think about if I make a decision right now, I'm thinking about how is it going to affect me in the future? You can't live like that. You got to live in the now. And sometimes things that have happened to you in the past could affect a decision you make in the present. So being present and accepting that things are going to happen for how they happen and you don't necessarily need to have control over it is okay. And I think the easiest way that I have been learning to not have control in a situation is to just breathe. And I have been practicing this this principle a lot at work lately. And I will say I have started taking ashwagandha to help with my anxiety and stress because the last couple of months of 2022 and January of 2023 have been very 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 overwhelming and work is very 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 overwhelming so I've been taking ashwagandha to kind of help with the background noise a little bit and it has hugely impacted my life it's crazy because I know when I'm triggered and I know that I've been triggered these past two months that I started taking it but I don't feel it in my body I don't feel it physically anymore I feel it more mentally so it's been helping me be able to deal with it more on a kind of a one-on-one basis instead of dealing with all these other factors. Like physically, I don't feel the heart sweating. I don't feel my stomach, like I'm on a freaking roller coaster. My stomach's turning inside out. I don't have the handshakes. I don't have any of those physical symptoms. So I am really just battling it one-on-one with my mind. And it's been so much easier to see clearly and to re- remain present in the moment to battle this anxiety and understand that I can control it, even though I'm just saying to cease control it, but you can control certain things in order to allow you to not be in control of other situations where it's going to trigger you. Because that's a big trigger for me, especially being an entrepreneur. You know, I don't really like the term influencer, but I have gotten a lot of comments lately about it. And, you know, maybe I am an influencer, whatever. But allowing yourself to know that you don't have to be in control all the time. And if someone has an opinion that doesn't match yours, okay, breathe and move on. When we actively try to take control in our relationships or our current situations, it blocks us from healing and receiving potential opportunities. So that is a big one, and I remind myself of it at least five times a day, I would say. But it's such such an important key to just living your life. And I also know I mentioned in the beginning that when I say we're detaching ourselves in our relationships while the relationship is still happening, I didn't necessarily mean that you are detaching your love. So there is a thing called love detachment And that means you're allowing someone to be their authentic selves without having expectations about the present and the future, which it doesn't mean that you don't love them. We are not in control of other people's actions. They're going to be who they are, and you have to allow them to be who you are. That builds trust. That builds a foundation. It builds stability, and it builds a healthy relationship. That is what I meant about practicing detachment in your relationship. That is together not necessarily after a breakup so those principles are something that you can I actually recommend writing a list of things that you can learn how to practice detachment from and try to apply those principles maybe even create some fake scenarios where you could potentially get triggered and see how you would kind of role play you see how you would actively detach from that situation. So we are going to get into now how we can implement the law of detachment in our everyday lives. And I have three key things to remind yourself when you're going through all the emotions and the feels. And the first thing is acceptance, accepting people for who they are and how they come. We are too grown. Oh, I believe a majority of my listeners' Can agree with this that we are too grown to be teaching grown people how to be good people, to teach grown people how to be emotional beings, how to treat other human beings, how they should be treating their significant other, how they should be treating their employees we are too grown. So accepting people for how they are and who they are and a reminder to not take things personally is such a key. Accepting the present moment and feeling gratitude for the things in our lives as they are. Most of the time, these other things don't matter. And if it is a significant other who's treating you like shit, what are you doing? It's not worth it. Okay. It's not worth it. So removing the weight of expectations from yourself and from others can help you to accept the things as they are. Second is openness. Being open to new and different things can help us detach from old toxic cycles. This can even be, I know the younger generations are becoming more comfortable with job hopping And I know the older generations are like so turned away from that. Oh my God, you've only been at that job for a year. It doesn't look good when you job hop from a year and then you go to another job after a year and then you go to mm, be open to new opportunities and new possibilities because you don't want to be that person who is shutting down these doors that are opening for you because of what other people think. Yeah, I actually need to take my own advice because yeah, I needed that one tunnel vision, having tunnel vision in your life, whether that's with a person. Oh God, I wish, honestly, I wish I can just be like myself right now, 24 seven, because when I go through a breakup, the tunnel vision that I have, there is no end. I feel like there is no end to that heartbreak. I'm never going to find someone like this again. All you can think about, you kind of glorify them and you just think about all of the pros in the relationship and all the cons on the reason why it ended, they just kind of go out the door. So you have to be okay with the unknown and that book that I brought up earlier, becoming supernatural. It talks a lot about the unknown. He actually ties in the concept of the unknown and maintaining presence by saying you have to be no body, no space body no thing, no feeling, no emotion. You are just a soul. And how are you going to nourish that soul to manifest healthily in your mental and your physical? It's a good book I recommend. I'm not even halfway done, but I've learned a lot of concepts that I'm actively applying to my life right now. And the last one is to make the commitment to yourself at the end of the day, we're doing everything that we need to do for us. And when you're making decisions based on other people, oh God, that is attachment. So you need to learn how to practice detachment. You are not applying for this job because your significant other is in another state. You are applying for the job because you want the job and because it'll benefit you You can't make decisions based on other people. So make the commitment to do things for yourself, by yourself, and just love yourself. So that is that for the law of detachment. It is a work in progress. I am on a daily practicing this because, like I said, I become attached to things very quickly. I have learned to not take a lot of things personally as often as I used to but detaching from certain situations, especially with those who are closest to us, it is so, so difficult. And I am so grateful to have a platform like Muse by Mariah, where I can talk about topics like this that are not only helping me to learn and to grow and to be better, but I'm also helping other people. And it is just like, I can't, I can't say, I say it at the end of every episode and it makes me want to cry because I just love it. So if you don't follow me on Instagram yet, please make sure you follow at Muse by Mariah underscore and, you know, slide in my DM, start a conversation. I am trying to be on Muse by Mariah, the podcast bi-weekly. If you saw my latest announcement, I am also currently shooting some video content. So be sure to check that out. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.